everybody, how's it going? This is Azrin the Language Nerd here. I'm the owner of the Calgary Language Nerds and welcome to today's podcast episode. To kick things off today, I want to tell you about something that I do at the Calgary Language Nerds that I think more people should be taking advantage of. And I'm going to call this informally the Calgary Language Nerds Language Learning Hotline. Now, what is this language learning hotline? Well, I want you to think of me and the Calgary Language Nerds as a whole. I want you to think of think of myself and my business as a language learning hotline. If you have a question in regards to language learning or you are struggling with something when it comes to language learning, I want you to reach out. Reach out to us. Right? Reach out. Send me a message on Instagram, on Facebook, you know, uh, email me through my website, reach out to me. I'm on lots of different social media platforms. Reach out and I'll do what I can to help you. Whether it means we go back and forth on DM or Messenger, whatever it is, and we go back and forth and I give you some advice over text. Maybe we need to schedule a time to speak over over Zoom and we can figure something out that way. Maybe we, we do some voice messages. I'll do what I can to help you with whatever language learning challenges you are facing. And that's that. I want you to take advantage of that. And one thing that I believe is quite unique about the way I'm approaching this quote-unquote language learning hotline mentality is I think a lot of a lot of other businesses they might offer something for free. They might offer for example a free consultation, a free trial class, a free this, a free that. They might offer that. And the only real intention behind the free things that they offer is to land a sale. That's the only intention they have. The intention they have is they want to land a sale. So they offer different free services or consultations or free PDFs or free eBooks or they offer something for free. But the, the intention behind doing so is to land a sale and to funnel you, to put you into a sales funnel to then land a sale. That's the only intention they really have. Even though the book says it's, even though when you're looking at the free consultation or the free resource or the free ebook or whatever, and it's telling you all the good things you're going to learn from it or take away from it. Yes, they're saying that, but the only real intention is to land a sale. And I'm telling you with, from the bottom of my heart, when it comes to me, my intention is to help the other person with whatever challenge they're having. I want to help you figure out whatever language learning challenge you're having. That's my my number one intent when it comes to having this language learning hotline mentality. That's my intent. Now, I want to I also want to grow my business and but the thing is that that I I suppose the different the difference with me is that I understand that by having by being like a language learning hotline, there will be some residual business that comes out of it anyway. And so even though 75% of the people I talk to never really do business, maybe more than 75%, I don't really know, but it's more than 50. The majority of people I talk to, we don't even really discuss the services that my business offers. Sometimes we do, it comes up or whatnot, but often we don't. Um, But I still think that's a net positive for my business. It's a net positive for you because you were able to get your language learning questions answered by someone who's qualified and really knows what they're talking about, AKA me. So it's really good for you. It's good for my business because now you think positively of me and the Calgary language nerds and you might refer me to someone in the future. You might use my services in the future. Who the heck knows what happens? I've got a lot of crazy stories about things like that 
happening, a lot of coincidental things that way. And it's beneficial for my business because often when we're talking, there might be something that you're struggling with that my business can help with at a price point that is very affordable for you. And so that's perfect as well. That's a win for you, win for me. So it's a win-win situation to have that hotline mentality. And I wanna make sure it's clear that for me, yes, it's a business strategy. Of course, it's a business strategy, but the intent behind the business strategy, the number one intent is, hey, I just wanna help you solve whatever language learning challenge you're, you're facing in the best possible way. Here's a couple examples. I had a call with someone just two days ago. This individual is learning English as well as Spanish. And he was asking me for advice, like, how should I go about it? What should I do? Like, here's what I'm doing. I'm struggling with this and that. I don't know what next steps I should take, blah, 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 blah. So we talked about it. I said, okay, well, let's talk about your budget. Let's talk about how long you've been learning. Let's talk about which language is your biggest priority. And when all, when all was said and done, we had a nice conversation. When all was said and done, number one, I told him he, number one, even though a lot of the things that he was struggling with, my business could help with. I told him he shouldn't be using us because the country he lives in and works in, the currency conversion does not work in his favor. In other words, $1 Canadian is whatever, $80 in his currency or whatever the difference is. It's, it's a huge difference. And the types of things he needed help with did not require any specialized knowledge. So there's lots of people out there who could help him. So what we spent our time on on the call is I, I shared my screen, I opened up my Google, and I helped him find people that I would recommend based on my Google searches. So we would look up on, well, actually, we on an iTalki to start for tutoring. We on an iTalki, and we filtered through tutors. I, I, I went and I looked. I said, oh, look, this guy, this tutor here, this girl, this guy, this tutor is probably really good for your needs because, look, their price matches your budget. They're from your country. Look, they speak your first language which is really important. We, we established that was very important for him. You speak your first language. This is perfect. Look, their availability matches yours. So this is someone you should look into. Oh, look at this person. Wow, this person has already taught 422 lessons. So they're quite experienced. They have a great, you know, great reviews. Look at this, look at that, look at their rate. Oh, this is good. Oh, wow, we even found one guy. I don't know why he prices his services this way, but it works really well in students' favor, for some reason, his pricing is not structured very well. And there's a guy where if you pay in bulk, you get classes for $3 an hour. And I was like, wow, this is amazing. How how does this, how is this guy not noticed that he has this kind of, I don't know if it's a mistake or if that's just how he's priced himself. I have no idea, but he's pretty, seemed like a pretty experienced guy and seemed to fit the needs of this individual I was speaking with really well. I said, this is probably the guy you should take classes with. This is amazing. We then opened up, we went on Google. I showed him some other websites. We found some groups, some practice groups for him to join. Like I, I did it all for him. I held his hand and I recommended a whole bunch of different resources, programs, services, tutors, and nothing had to do with my business. Because listen, I just want, I just want you to, I just want you to, to, What's the word? I just want you to have an easier time learning a language. That's it. So treat me like a language learning hotline. For me, I think karma is practical. Doing good stuff comes back to me. It's happened enough times now. I believe in it. And heck, even if it doesn't, I feel very good just helping people out. And so treat me like a language learning hotline. And and I think more people can do that. Well, I think I would recommend more people at a bare minimum consider doing that. Because that, I believe right now, 
this might sound what's the word maybe i sound full of myself i don't know but but i do want to say because I, I do believe it i think among the best resources that exist right now is the fact that you can treat me like a language learning hotline that's among the best resources that exist because i can really help you figure out what kind of approach you should be taking to, and what kind of resources you should use and what you should be doing to learn whatever language you are currently trying to learn so i highly recommend it i think a lot of you more people should at a bare minimum consider doing this now changing gears a little bit i would like to talk about something reasonably simple this is language learning 101 today but it's the thing that's top of mind for me and based on conversations i have with language learners i think that they're there is a percentage of people listening today that at least need to hear this, okay? And this is that, the thing that I would like to share is, I think that there are, there are too many language learners right now that are not, that are trying to learn a language without following a set program. They're trying to learn a language without following a set program. What do I mean by this? Well, what they're trying to do is they're trying to learn a language by mix and matching different resources without having full confidence in the way in which they are mixing and matching resources. Let me say that again. They're mixing and matching resources without having full confidence in terms of how and why they are mix and mixing and matching resources. Listen, mixing and matching, mixing and matching resources is not necessarily a bad thing. In fact, I think it can be a very good thing. But I think a lot of people are mixing and match are mixing and matching resources and the end result is that they are just spinning their wheels and they're not really making any serious progress. They're just not. I see it reasonably often. I see people who will say things like this. I'll say, "Okay, hey, um how are you going about learning a language?" That's one of the first questions I typically ask people. I'll say, what have you, what do you do to learn the language you're trying to learn? What do you currently do? What have you tried before? And how long have you been learning the language? Those are some of the first questions I always ask. What are you doing now to learn the language? What have you tried in the past? And, and how long have you been learning? These are three questions I always start off with. There's more than that, but that's, I always start with, those are among the first three questions I ask people. And they'll often tell me things like, okay, well, I'm watching Netflix and I use Duolingo, the app, and I, uh, you know, I, 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 I use these YouTube channels. I like these channels. I watch these channels. I use Duolingo and I watch Netflix. That, that, those are the three things I do. And I'm like, how long have you been doing that? And they go six months. I go, okay. And what's the problem? They're like, well, I can't really put any words together. I don't really know what to do. Well, the child, the problem here is, okay, the problem there's actually two problems that, that I see when I look at this particular situation, which I see all the time. Problem number one is that seeing as the average language learner is not overly well-versed in how to learn a language, they're not, they don't have an expertise or a deep level of knowledge in terms of, okay, this is how to learn a language. This is what works. These strategies are effective. They really just don't know. They don't know, right? They're not that, they don't have a, a deep level of knowledge in it. Therefore, the strategy they've picked for themselves is mediocre at best. Mediocre at best, usually worst. Usually worst, excuse me. 
So that's problem number one. Problem number two... (sighs) Problem number two is... Well, let's stick with problem number one, actually. That's the main... That's one of the biggest problems, is that they've selected these resources and they're going forward in such a way, thinking that's a great way to go forward, but they're... It's just not, right? And so... I believe, in my perspective, if you're going about learning a language and you're stuck, you don't know what to do, I think you need to find a a very comprehensive learning system. There are lots of them. Something comprehensive. Duolingo, I would not say is very comprehensive in my perspective. I think it's great. It's a good start, but it's not super comprehensive. Uh, as a general rule of thumb, not always the case, but generally things that are free, resources that are free, are not going to be very comprehensive, generally. Now, the question becomes, well, Azrin, what the heck does comprehensive mean? Well, how do I know if a resource is comprehensive or not comprehensive? Great question. In my perspective, a comprehensive resource is going to include the following. There is going to be Uh, Lots of reading exercises targeted to your level. Lots of reading. I think there should be lots of listening in the resource. I think there should be lots, there should be, if possible, some kind of speaking element to it. Now, a lot of self-study resources, that's hard to incorporate. So maybe you're going to have to mix and match resources to get that speaking. That's possible. But you got to get some speaking in there. Right, so let's say that again. So lots of reading, lots of listening, lots of speaking. Um, You're going to want something that uh, allows you to practice writing. Now, when I say writing, I want to be be really specific. Um, I think writing takes multiple forms. One form of writing is taking notes, writing notes. I think another form of writing is spontaneous writing, as in think of it like writing journals or writing essay style, mini essay style responses. It might be really short essays. It might be like six sentences. But essay style, I'm not sure if essay is the right word, but it's the best word coming to mind now. So short essay style responses. Maybe longer essay style responses if you have a more advanced level. Okay, so let's say that again. Lots of listening, lots of reading, lots of speaking, lots of writing, probably in the form of taking notes. And maybe you just have to do that on your own time. Maybe that's not built into the program. That's possible. And doing writing as an essay style or journal style writing. And you want to be able to get corrections, even if it's occasional corrections, on what you write. So you know if you're making mistakes or not. It doesn't have to be everything you write gets corrected. But occasionally you want to get something corrected. So you get some feedback. Okay. Um, I think some grammar should be built in. Doesn't have to be a lot of grammar, but there should be some grammar instruction in some way, shape, or form. And and I think there should be some, what would you call it? What would you call that? I would say some class, not classroom style, some more traditional style exercises. Think of it like rote learning exercises, worksheets, uh, fill in the blanks, uh, multiple choice comprehension questions. I think there should be a lot of that built in. I think if you find one resource that has all of that, or if you can't, mix and match resources to make sure you're able to check all of those boxes, I think that's going to be a reasonably comprehensive comprehensive language learning resource or mix of resources. And I think a lot of people, they're, they're always missing something. When I talk to people, they're missing something off that list, and that 
tends to be the problem that they're facing. And ultimately, to be real with you, we probably could add more essential things to that list, but I think that's a great starter kit. That's a great place to start. There's more I could throw in, but that's a good place to start, I think. And typically, this is like the bread and butter. That's like the bread and butter, I think. And a lot of people are missing, missing that bread and butter. You know, they've got the bread, but they're missing the butter. They've got a whole bunch of butter, but they're spreading it on the floor instead of on a slice of bread. Like that's just not good, right? Those are, that's like the bread and butter that a lot of people are missing in my perspective. Now, to finish this on a slight, slight twist ending, I suppose, to give you guys a little bit of a plot twist, I don't think that's necessarily the only way to approach learning a language. I don't think you have to use resources necessarily that use, that, that, that incorporate all of those things I just mentioned. You know, the, the reading, lots of reading, lots of writing, lots of comprehension questions, some rote learning style, writing, speaking, etc. Like, like that's, it doesn't, you don't necessarily need all of that. But, but what I will say is that, listen, I talk to a lot of language learners. I talk to lots. Okay. And I, this has been my world for 14 years now. Language learning has been my world for 14 years. It's been a long time. And I will share that based on what I've seen, ensuring that you have those elements that I just mentioned a few moments ago, ensuring that you have those elements built into how you're learning a language, that is going to work for the vast majority of language learners. You see, this is, here's a fun fact about language learning advice. I almost wish I started the podcast off on this because it's, it's an interesting thing to think about. A lot of language learning advice, when you watch videos or uh, videos from polyglots or things like that, or even just teachers, for example, or even the tutor you talk to, or even just people in general, like a lot of the advice that you might hear when it comes to learning a language comes from the perspective of what worked for the individual who's giving the piece of advice. They're saying, well, I did this, this worked really well for me, so I'm giving this piece of advice. Which is, by the way, I do that as well. Everyone should do that. That's a great place to give advice from. But understand that, understand that just because it worked for one person, it doesn't mean that it works for everyone. So when I give advice, one of the things I always try my best to do is I try to give advice that is going to work for the most number of people possible. It's not going to be right for everyone, but if I can give a piece of advice that is going to be right for 80% of people, 70% of people, 60%, like, like a significant percentage of people, I think that's that, that's a win. And of course, there are, there are outliers who are not going to benefit from that piece of advice, but <clears throat> I think what I shared today is going to be something that helps a lot of you that are listening to this episode. And to wrap things up, I think when you're, li- when you're listening to language learning advice, I think one thing for you to make a mental note about is, and actually this is advice about anything, not just language learning. When someone is giving you advice about something, you wanna think in the back of your mind, ask yourself, okay, is this advice coming from their personal experience, professional experience, their experience based on having seen what worked with a lot of people, uh, just a random opinion that they have, Is it a mixture of everything? You want to figure out where the advice is coming from so you know how seriously you should take the advice. Um, You know, like, I can't think of a great example for my life now, but listen, like, I've been, like, you know, what's a good example? Um, God. uh, Like, I... 
can't think of a great example, unfortunately. But I hopefully, hopefully you can get the point I'm saying. Hopefully understand the point I'm trying to make. Where the advice is coming from is more important than the, than the advice you're getting. Ooh, that's a big one. Man, I wish I, I... That almost deserves a quote card or something. Where the advice is coming from, the basis of that advice is more is equally important or more important than the advice you're getting. That's interesting. Some people, when it comes to a business transaction, they give advice that's in the best interest of the company, of the business. I've been guilty of doing it too. I'll, adm- I'll admit, it's impossible to be fully unbiased, but boy, do I try with every fiber of my being to not be biased in that way. Um, so some people, they just don't care. They give advice that they're giving you advice, but it's advice to direct you towards their business, right? Um, some people in your personal life will give you advice, but they have a secret motive. Like here's one. I want, want to know something dark about me. Here's a fun little dark fact about me. Um, <clears throat> I have, you know, there's one friend that I have and he's in a serious relationship. I remember when he was in, when he was just starting to get into that serious relationship, I had a secret dark desire, a part of me that wanted the relationship to fail because I was like, oh no, if he's in a relationship, well, how are we going to hang out? Like that's going to change stuff for us. Like, oh no, that's not good. That's, that's a change I don't like. Now I recognize that piece. So I was very aware of this happening. So I don't, I never have let it affect, well, Maybe I have let it affect things, but I try, I don't think I've, I think I'd be lying if I said it had zero effect on the friendship, but, but it's a small effect. It's a very small effect. And it's so small that like we have no, it has not affected our friendship in any negative, noticeable negative way at all. It's just a small feeling inside of me that I'm quite aware of. And I just make sure that that, I just make sure it doesn't come out because that's not going to be good if it comes out. We all have bad parts of us. We all do. And there's no point trying to get rid of them because that's just what it is to be human. The point is you got to be aware of what those things are and do everything you can to make sure that those bad potential influences or bad ideas, the, the terrible things that we're all capable of. It's important to keep those things in check and it's important to be aware of what they are and keep a good eye on them. And they're not bad, no judgment on them, but keep an eye on them know they're there and understand that's you and and move forward accordingly so anyway i forget why oh yeah right advice listen like i have been tempted to give that friend bad advice sometimes because i i have some secret desire to sabotage his relationship that's a really terrible thing that's terrible but i don't give that advice because i'm very aware of it and that's going to be awful for him it's going to be awful for the friendship you do not want a friendship based on that but listen like god like not everyone's gonna do that and i'm not i'm not saying i'm like this moral virtuous person for doing it i mean i don't think so it's just something i'm very aware of it's one of those shadow elements of me that i'm aware of i'm sure there's things i'm not actually i know there are a million things that i'm that i'm doing that are bad i'm just not aware of them right so anyway just be very mindful of where advice comes from because that's equally important if not more important as the advice itself anyway have a great have a great night have a great day have a great afternoon whatever it is for you right now don't forget use me like a language learning hotline and um yeah we'll chat soon bye-bye see you